And I think this Gatorade is bomb. And it looks pretty delicious. Green apple Gatorade. For everybody that's listening, green apple Gatorade. Today's show is brought to you by Gatorade. Fierce, bold, and intense. Thirst quencher. Green apple. That's right. If you ever want to get your electrolytes back up, drink some Gatorade. Fierce, thirst quencher, bold and intense. Green apple by Gatorade. You should get into commercials. Thank you. Gillette, the best a man can get. You want a close shave? Especially in your pubic hair area? Gillette, the best a man can get. I am Marcellus. I am the TV guy. And my name is Ken, and I am the movie guy. And together we're a hot mess. Oh my god. There's a target on my back. I'm always under attack. He can improve on his posture because the way he's standing right now, he's gonna look like a snail at 62. Kenneth makes a good uh, jailhouse top ramen. Um, Kenneth. Okay. I shaved my pubic hair one time when I was in uh, junior high. Ooh. I'll never do that again. Never again. I think about three weeks later, that hair started growing back. I was itching right in the middle of social studies. I just don't know why I didn't I couldn't do scratch. It. I couldn't, because everybody, you know, it's just socially unacceptable for a male to scratch your genitalia area, which I understand. And they still do. But they was coming through like weeds, and I just couldn't, oh, I, you know, I, I just know that I look like a for real Ken doll. It was just a plastic oh, clear space. I'm plastic. <laughs> the plastic brown space. I said, oh, I can't do this no more. And ever since, I've never done it again. I kind of like a, a happy trail, to be honest with you. What's one life lesson you learned in middle school that you still have today? This mic um, smell good. Do we spray it or something? Yeah. Ooh, this oh, is pleasant. This mic does smell. You know, my mic never stinks. I just like to say that, to producer Brandon. Thank you. This microphone never stink. I never. We've a, been doing. We're almost on forty mic. episodes, and I'm gonna tell you, I have never smelled a stank mic. And that is to you. Can't say the same about church. I appreciate it. I said that's to you. So thank you all um, to everyone that is listening. This mic doesn't stink. Uh, life lesson I learned in junior high. Yeah. <sighs> it's okay to have lunch tickets. Really? Um, I was never ashamed that I had lunch tickets. That you got was, the hot lunch? Yeah, I was very happy with that, you know. And I really look forward to tearing those calendar dates off because our tickets were perforated. I'm sure now it's probably digital, but ours was perforated, and it just had the big numbers on it. And sometimes you would get really happy if you saw a lunch ticket on the ground and you picked it up and realized it was the day before. Wow. Yeah. Well, when I was in middle school, we had basically our own, I want to say our own account. And we had to kind of be in control of how much we had. <laughs> oh. And we would go up and put in your number for they your was trusting y'all? No, we couldn't spend it. You only can get one thing with it. But you oh. had to kind of know what was left. It was kind of weird, though, because nobody ever really ran out. So I guess it was just their way of making us feel like we was doing something. Mm -hmm. But all you did was just go ahead and put your student ID number in. Mm -hmm. And that was how you got your high lunch. Well, that's kind of cool. But you had to be careful though, because if you was doing too much and you try to get breakfast and lunch, then maybe you run out. I don't mm -hmm. know, but I never mm -hmm. ran out. It was rare I got to get the breakfast because I didn't get there early enough. I wake That's... up at the last minute for everything, and okay. I'm gonna stick to that for my whole life. 
Well, if anybody wants to go, there's round trip tickets to Portland, Oregon. Um, meet you there. Only $167. You know, Southwest right now is doing like a $29 one-way type situation. They be coming through every now and then. If you I'm on Southwest right now. They not doing no $29 to Portland. Oh. Where do I have to do $29 deal at? I get it in the email. Are you a Because I don't see... Um, I don't, where do you go to see what their $29 their specials it are? It came to me in an email. You know, because I don't Just see like that dreams. on here. Do you go see down my phone? Is well, while you search, I'm going to let everybody know. Welcome to my fave. Hi, you guys. I'm looking for a flight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth's looking for a flight. I'm doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm going to check in with y'all in between my searches, okay? Don't y'all go nowhere. Where's the special for special offers? What? Is somebody backing up? I don't know what is. <laughs> every time that we try to record, something happens. I don't know what Boy, it is. You got gas. Somebody's backing up. Okay. It mm-hmm. says there are currently no special offers. Oh, maybe it's done. You think this is over? Yeah, because they definitely was doing it. But anywhoville, let me let you know, Kim. We are here. Ken, can you believe something? I want you to just let something sink into your mind real quick. Okay, I'm ready for that. This is episode 19. Oh my gosh. Right. That means next episode we have a guest. Right. But what else does that mean? That means that we're at 39 episodes. What else does it mean, Kenneth? That means that this is it. After after this is our last episode of the season. The last we're take a break. episode. Ooh, I didn't think he was gonna get there, y'all. The last episode really of the season. Trust and love me. <laughs> this is our second to last episode of the season. Right. It will be on the this twentieth will be the last episode. But nineteen, we're here. We're like you we're, guys excited. This is last episode, Junior. We're like, gonna take a break. <laughs> right now we're gonna do anyway. No, we're gonna take a break once we get to episode Kenneth. twenty. Y'all know what? I want y'all to know another thing. It is Kenneth's it's around his birthday. Yes. And Kenneth is just in another world, but you cannot be mad at him because it is his time, okay, to shine. What do you mean he I'm in another re- world? He has reached another milestone. And he is living his best life. And all I can do is be happy for him and celebrate him. I've been so nice to him these last few days. Not really. It's been very difficult. No, but really. I have been he so really nice. Has, he has not. Yes, I have. I've not said anything rude or mean. Go, give me uh, receipts. Um, Just today. As a matter of fact, no. Oh, you don't, You're right. you don't want me to no, give you no receipts? I'm trying to continue being nice. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all see how he just shut me down? Like Donald Trump not trying to get his tax returns released. You're right. He literally put in an injunction with the Supreme Court to shut me down. Everything you I said is right. I was literally ready for a receipt. <laughs> I had an example that's only three hours old. But okay. <laughs> that's fine. He shut me down. We're going to lie. Lawyer's going to so, come back. In my world, I have been so nice to Kenneth. Yeah. And and uh, I am just so happy for him. But Kenneth, I'm just so excited for Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you mind telling the audience uh, what milestone you hit? Um, I'm going to be older. I got a birthday. You got a birthday? Yeah. Well, I need to know, and there's a reason, because I'm going to connect it to our lights, camera, action. Well, the thing is, everybody, um, I just celebrated a bonfire beach birthday party at Doc Wilder Beach yesterday. Woo! 
Ooh. I had a lot of friends and family roll through. Thank you to everybody that's listening that came. I am so excited to celebrate my 40th birthday. What? This coming Thursday. So I am excited. I look good and I feel good. Can you make 40 look great? Thank you very much. It's all in the DNA. My grandfather lived to be 100. That's amazing. Um, Like I said, I'm just so happy for Ken. Ken is living his best life. He was just in his element at his bonfire, and everybody was coming and celebrating and talking to him, and Ken was just living his best life. And, you know, everybody was there to support. But that brings me uh, to the next section in our uh, our meeting minutes. <laughs> Um, in the church uh, business meeting it's <laughs> our lights camera action yes do you want to go with me to oregon portland oregon i'll go with you all right how much a ticket 167 dollars. oh that's not bad it's not i'm gonna look because they should be 29 that's what I, producer <laughs> brand you want to come with me to oregon this weekend this weekend? Uh, Wait, you didn't say it was this weekend. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you did. Not. I gotta go. I can only go on the weekend. <laughs> you did not say it was this weekend. Yeah, I'm trying to do it this week. I'm trying to go out of town this weekend. Well, keep me. T- I'll be tentative. What you gotta do? I got things to do. What do you, am, why you can't come with me? I am booked and busy. Oh, <laughs> y'all see how Pisces do? I'm just playing. No, I, the sad part fine. is I gotta work. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, and I don't usually work on weekends, America, but there's, he about to get paid, though. there's things going on that I have to do He's some, getting, some over know, and some double time. He's about to get paid. Though. But anyway, Ken, I am so excited for this Lights, Camera, Action because seeing as you are going to be or soon to be 40. Yeah. Um, uh, For Lights, Camera, Action, I decided to do some little like trivia. Okay. But not the trivia where you really get a score of what you get right. It's uh-huh. just more of the fun to see if you know the answer. So if you do okay. get it right, then that's like, that's dope. But if you don't, it's more of a learning session. We're all going to learn today. Oh. It's all about how things were in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> that's when young <laughs> Kenneth was born. And um, because oh, we live in a day gosh. and age that's so um, dark. There are all mm, kind of random mm, things mm. going on, shootings and crazy things, and the cost of living is so high. Oh my it's gosh. fun sometimes to look back and giggle at just how it wasn't this crazy back okay. then, but it may have felt this crazy to everybody at that time. Okay. And that only scares me because, what I mean, 20 years from now, we're going to be paying right. $78 million right. just I'm to- I'm very nervous about this. Okay, so okay. what I'm going to do is I'm looking at some numbers and some other random things here, and I'm just going to ask you the question, and literally- you don't have to think that hard. Just go with what you just, your gut. What do you think the answer is? Okay. 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 So, Ken, the year is 1979. And somewhere in this year, in August, a young Kenneth Brown is going to come into the world. Uh, so, just know uh, that, <laughs> that. That sounded like a baby goat. <laughs> but, okay. I'm anyway. Let's just start with what everybody want to know. Ken, how much do you think the average monthly rent was in 1979? Oh, wow. Uh, monthly rent was $187 a month. Wow. Okay. You know what? You're not that far off, but monthly rent was $280 Ooh, a month. Wow. $280 For what? a month. It don't say that, mm. but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let's just assume it was a one bedroom. Let's assume it was a one bedroom. Dang, two hundred eighty-seven dollars a month Here, for a one bedroom. I'm gonna get you though. 
How much do you think the cost of a gallon of gas was? 67 cents. Oh, you actually went kind of low. It was 86 cents. Really? Really. It was 89 cents in uh, uh, 97. Really? For unleaded. Oh, that means it stuck it stuck around for a while. That's why I didn't think gas prices were Okay, let's go get up. real now. Uh-oh. What do you think the average income per year was? The average. 24,637. Ooh, nope. It's much lower. $17,500. Ooh. Wow. Yes. Wow. Now, oh my god. Um, in certain neighborhoods, including ours, there are houses that are going for a lot. A lot. And when I say a lot, I mean way more than it should be. Absolutely. Literally. Absolutely. So, Ken, what do you think the average cost of a new house was in 1979? Um, $32,000. Wow. It was $58,000. What? $58,000. Do you know how many $58,000 you got to have to get a house now? Oh, my God. That means they um they had like a 10% down, which is five grand. Oh listen, God. listen. Oh, my gosh. $58,000 I mean, for a house? Okay, so 1979, how much do you think a Sony Walkman was? In 1979? Mm-hmm. I didn't think Sony Walkmans came out to the 90s. It's saying more examples. I, I mean, I didn't either, but <laughs> I'm like, it's there. What? A Sony Walkman in 1979. For a minute, I was like, "Wait, but it's yeah, it's there." Oh, you know what? Because they had the orange cushion speaker ears, and you know why I know that? It's because when I used to watch Fame, and Leroy was uh, Leon was listening to his music on his Walkman to practice his choreography. I'm gonna say um, seventeen dollars for brand new. Mm-hmm. Try one more time. Um. Twenty nine ninety nine, two hundred, two. Oh my god, <laughs> two hundred dollars. That should make sense. You know why? Because electronics is always high. What about an Atari video computer system? Seventy nine ninety nine. One ninety nine. Oh, I'm just too low. You too low. I was you, doing good in the beginning. One ninety nine. Wow, for an Atari, two hundred dollars. So let's say you can, uh, you know, you getting ready to go out for a work event or something. Okay. How much you think a men's blazer, vest, and slacks? Um, this is surprising for me too. Um, sixty dollars. Thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, I wow. know. I'm like, what? Men's blazer. A Toyota Corolla, brand new, by the way. Oh, fourteen. $14,239. Jesus. Can you believe that? The you can get that for that price now. I but. just want you guys to know my prices are so high because I'm used to being <laughs> molested financially by America. You know And what? so I have a traumatic person's uh, brain. I've been traumatized by capitalist society that we live in. I'm sorry. Three. Th- I'm sorry. Repeat that again. How much? Three thousand six hundred and ninety-eight. Thirty-six hundred dollars for a nineteen seventy-nine Toyota Corolla. <laughs> That's how much you get one on Craigslist for now. Listen, I'm telling you, you can a go a beater, in. and it's thirty-nine hundred dollars. Everybody gonna look at you like you're crazy. Wow. I got a few more for you. Then it'll be some little fun facts. What about girls? A uh, girls' uh, denim overalls. Um, fourteen ninety nine. Twenty four dollars. Okay, I wasn't that. I wasn't that bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what these are, but maybe you do jocks trainers. 
jocks with an X? No, I don't know what those were. Shoes. Shoes. I was only a baby. They were um twenty four ninety nine. Fourteen ninety nine. Wow. Okay, here goes one. Here goes another one. Okay. This is good though. You shouldn't know this because you were a baby. If you knew this, then something's wrong. Yeah. Rose Mercury Cougar. XR7. Oh, that car? The car. How much you think that was in 1979? Brand new. Uh, $10,999. $6,430. Dang. I'm still high. Yeah. That car note was, was only $50. <laughs> oh, my God. That car note was like, wasn't even over $100. <laughs> oh, The God. yearly inflation rate in, U- in USA at that time was 11.2%. Oh gosh! And uh, you know oh, that's my crazy. Gosh. <laughs> there was a poster in uh, one of the science teachers about inflation, and I remember we would walk in there, and it went all the way up to. I wish I still had that poster. It went all the way up to like twenty twenty or something like that. And obviously, to be I don't know in the seventh grade, yeah. that was a long way away. And that was just so weird. That's crazy. Us. And the one of the things that we would always it had it was like a column, and like different like a I don't know like a not like a column. It was like different columns, and one of them was movie tickets and mm-hmm. how much your movie tickets. So we would always look and see. And I remember we would look and like movie tickets would be twenty one dollars. We thought that was crazy because at that time movie tickets were like five bucks. Mm-hmm. So you could just look at the year. And then go across, and it would tell you different items and what they would be. That's crazy. God, I wish I still had that poster just to see how accurate it was. Mm-hmm. But we would just, our mouth would drop. And we would always just run in there during passing uh, and look and see and then come out. Because I didn't have him as my teacher, but my other friends didn't. He would let us eat there for lunch sometimes. Yeah. But anyway. That's just crazy that the price changed so much. But then, you know, of course, you also got to think that every anytime prices are like this, mm-hmm. what you make <laughs> right. is incredible. Totally different, right? You know, right? Um, here goes another thing though. Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. he released the breakthrough album "Off the Wall." Oh yes, August tenth. Wow, nineteen seventy nine. Seventy nine. That album is a great album, by the way. I li- that's one of those albums I can listen to from start to finish. "Off yeah. the Wall" is a great album. Oh, Quincy Jones. I think Quincy Jones helped produce that one, or maybe he didn't. They didn't meet up until Thriller, but anyway. You had a lot of fashion going on. Jackets and shirts were around twenty four dollars. Mm-hmm. Blazers and skirts were about thirty, kind of close sometimes. Mm-hmm. Overall, about twenty four dollars. But these are probably like the most—I don't want to say the most expensive, but really high mm-hmm. end ones at some point. Okay. Whereas you'll pay the same price now, but for just like regular stuff, right? Um, you had women's shoes, boots, everything. Twenty seven, nineteen dollars, seventeen dollars, twenty four dollars. Uh, the most expensive thing I see is a car coat where the, the man had this, like, the big fur mm-hmm. at the top, but it was mm-hmm. almost like a pea coat trench yeah. type thing. $59.99. And just so you know, I don't know if you know, but in 1979, August 8th was a Wednesday. I know you know. But oh, my God. It was. Cool. I was born on a Wednesday, you guys. And... You had plenty of toys, like the Atari. You had a lot of Star Trek stuff. Mm-hmm. You had uh, kind of like fake typewriter type situations because mm-hmm. that was the thing that was going on. And oil prices increased around the world. <laughs> wow. And uh, that is just to let us know that everything continued to increase. Right, and never and went back still down. still 
is. <laughs> but no, I just thought that was cool. Just that to think is about crazy. like when you came into the world, how it was. So by the time you get old enough to kind of understand things and see how things go or whatever, mm. things have totally changed. I remember gas prices being very low, mm-hmm. but I never remember gas prices being low when I started needing to get gas. Yeah. So I'm I've seen plenty of low gas prices. Right, right. But I'm always in the when I remember those prices in my head, I'm in the car with my parents. Right. I'm whatever. I'm pumping gas too, but for my mom and right. my dad. And I see it. And I never forget. I will never forget we had a place called Bonfair. Anybody from the Bay know Bonfair Market. Uh-huh. It's a little gas station all over. Uh-huh. One place, it was on Sacramento Street in Vallejo. They had gas for 99 cents. Mm-hmm. It was like line was like down the street everybody uh-huh. was going crazy trying to fight for it mm-hmm. people driving across town i'm like you didn't spend the extra money to right. get over there like right. just get gas where you at right but i'm telling you like that was how bad it was because gas has started to rise now it's just a hot mess gas is ridiculous you know it's like two something and we're like oh my god it's 235 that's a deal yeah and that is a deal <laughs> oh god you guys i it just seemed like gas just went crazy though like it was like like one something and then just jump to 250 like i don't like it there seemed to be like this huge increase and um i think we're still trying to adjust to it but we basically are you know when i get um my money right i'm still gonna get a jeep oh god i want a jeep bad. A, I love a four-door jeeps. um jeep wrangler or something you know or a lincoln some big giant lincoln navigator <laughs> <laughs> but so, anyway, that's why we just gotta be rich. Everybody, just be rich. Just be it ain't rich. about love, just about money. Just okay. On that note, <laughs> we are gonna go ahead and take a break. Ken is gonna search for a new Jeep. That's right. This season on Shades of Lilac, Nina discovers something brand new. I'm just so sick of seeing your face. Well, I'm sick of seeing your face. Well, you know what? You are ugly. I'm not ugly. I'm not ugly. I'm just intelligent. And it burns my heart every day to know the truth because I know. What do you know? You don't know, know nothing, Nina. You don't know shit. You're my mother. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Paul comes back. Now that he's gone, I'm going to get all the life insurance money. We're going <clears> to <throat> buy a yacht. Paul? Paul DeMarco? Hey, baby. Well, I'm here. You're supposed to die in the car accident on the 405. I missed you, baby. (sighs) Prudence opens her dark side. You ain't nothing but a nasty, funky bitch. (gasps) You are not coming to my house and disrespect me. Oh, I will disrespect you because you know what? You think you are high and mighty and regal, but I'm sick of you. I look over at you through my window and I'm like that, bitch. Go today, when the sun sets, I shall kill you. You will not kill me because guess what? I take care of some shit you can't You'll ever take care nothing. of. You'll Yes, I do. Ask your husband, guess what? He <gasps> told me he loves my shit. <laughs> you won't want to miss it. And we are back. Hello, everybody. We're back from outer space. And, you know, we learned a lot while we were out there, but I'm just glad we made it back because this is home. We're here and we're near so ha- oh. near the best days of our life. 
because sometimes on the top you, you get might end up coming out mm-hmm. on the bottom. Right. And once you're there on the bottom, you don't have to struggle because you have a moment to sit and think and figure out how to get back to the top. Of different versatile ways. Right. To see things. To see things. Because it's so much more fun when you can see it so many ways. And you can cut the leaves down in front of the window. Because you don't want to have leaves that are uncut. Right, exactly. And you don't want to hire nobody to come cut the leaves. That's correct. But once the leaves have grown too far, why cut them? Just like cottage cheese. Yeah. On top of... Kenneth, I would love to know... (laughs) What is your fave? <laughs> Kenneth Brown, what is your fave? We didn't even do- we did it again, Kenneth. We was doing better in the last episodes and we did it again. We got to tell the people what the theme is. <laughs> tell them what it is. The theme this week is our fave Romance. Yes. Romantic television. Now, uh, for our true fans, you know, way back when we did romantic comedy. We did rom com. This is different. This is a different genre. This is straight up romance. Most likely going to be a drama. Now, rom com could fit in here if it was one of our favorites, but it's about romance. Yes. Yes. What fits into the romance genre? We are so excited to talk about this genre. Now, when we started our podcast and when we did rom-com, I was very anti-rom-com. <laughs> I've gotten a little better. He don't like love. I'm not bitter. I'm not a hater anymore. Go therapy. No, no, no. I'm okay. I, I'm better. Instead of being bitter, I'm better. Huh. That's a message. <laughs> but... Wait, Brent, you have a pencil? We went through a lot of these episode topics, you guys. A lot of them. A lot. But, Kenneth, here we go. Okay. Please let myself... The world and everybody else know what is your fave romance movie? My listen, I am so excited to tell you guys. I have three titles that we're going to discuss two in detail, one in passing. My fave romance movie. Um, it's just a movie that I can just tell you that sitting in the audience, I felt. So many different feelings as these characters did an amazing job of coming to life on the screen. How Stella got her groove back. Wow. Oh, oh God. Let me take y'all back to 1998 to a beautiful, gorgeous, flawless Angela Bassett. Always. Um, and the world was introduced to an amazing person uh, as far as the movie industry was concerned. It is... This poor woman, she is unlucky in love. She is a stockbroker. So we got this powerful woman and played by Angela Bassett. And she decides to jet off to Jamaica with her best friend Delilah, played by my auntie Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi! I cannot tell you how amazing this casting was. And she just goes for some island fun because she was due for a promotion on her job and they was messing with her. And they didn't give her no promotion like she was supposed to have. Mm-hmm. So basically, Whoopi goes like, look, you, um, what are you doing? She quit, basically. And she's like, you got some time. You ain't got nowhere to go. Let's go on a trip. You don't ever have no fun. You know, you know how Whoopi like, just can do it all up and it's amazing. It's great. And they decide to go to Jamaica. 
And what happens? What happens? We are introduced to the amazing, wonderful, talented Tay Diggs. Tay Diggs. Who plays Winston Shakespeare. He is 20-something. She is 40 years old. And the whole idea of this film is, you know, she, like, has a little fling with dude. And then has to fly back to California to go back to her regular life. But she has feelings for him. And will their love survive long distance? Will their love survive the long distance of the age gap? This was the movie. And we were in a black renaissance in the 90s. Because we got a lot of great romantic uh, black movies. Okay, don't y'all forget. We got Love and Basketball. And we had Best Man. And we have um mr right just right deliver us from eva we have all these amazing black love movies that are coming out poetic justice it's like a romantic time but how stella got her groove back the reason this was so amazing was because this was terry mcmillan's book terry mcmillan wrote this book based off of her real life yes she does they relate it gotcha and Terry McMillan wrote this book and it was based off of her life. He actually shows up. Her real life husband showed up in the movie for um, a cameo. He tells the ladies at the hotel, welcome to Jamaica when they all are coming in or whatever. So anyway, you guys, the chemistry was so good between Angela really Bassett good. and Tay Diggs. Like we were all feeling the feels in the audience and you were just sitting there. And I remember I was, um, a uh, freshman in college when this movie came out. So it was age appropriate. I was understanding about love and romance and all the kind of stuff and flirting and chemistry. And I just remember being in the audience like, oh my God, this movie is amazing. And y'all, let me tell y'all some tea though. Uh-oh. Listen closely. <clears throat> this movie was something else because Terry McMillan's husband later came out as being gay. Oh, and they got a divorce. It was a messy divorce. She had sued him for like forty million dollars for embarrassment or whatever. He didn't end up paying the forty million dollars, but they ended up settling. He used her just so he can get a citizenship with wow. the United States. So it was like a big headline news, and they came on the Oprah Winfrey show, and Oprah and they were like kind of talking about their reconciliation and, that and kind of where they was were. about that, right? Yes. Yes, it <laughs> I mean, was. About- it was about them. So she was embarrassed and it was just a lot of hurt and pain. And I could totally see how, um, you know, she felt the way she felt. Mm-hmm. One thing I thought about, which I didn't know now thinking back, you know, in Jamaica, you could be like killed for being gay. Oh, absolutely. So although it's not fun and it's never right to pretend to be something that you're not, I bet you that he felt he had to go to extreme measures possibly maybe because of his life. I don't know, but I don't want to read too much into it. I'm going to take my will inside. That was horrible. But the movie, you guys, uh, for this one brief moment in her history, yeah. <laughs> this book uh, basically keeps her where she is, you know, in our whole literature review. Because mm-hmm. she also wrote, um, uh, what's the movie she wrote with Whitney Houston and Angela Bassett? Um, um, and Wait and Exhale? Wait and Exhale. Yeah. So Terry McMillan was just like, like, oh my God, this breath of fresh air that we needed as far as like, you know, black storytelling. Right. So... This movie was just another, and I mean, and you all got to remember, this is 1998. 98. Angela Bassett is like on a roll because she had already done like waiting to exhale and all this other. 
Angela Bassett is icon status at this point, but back then she was just superstar. She's icon now, but y'all, she was gorgeous. In this movie, it's funny though because she's only 13 years older than him in real life. Mm-hmm. So Tay Diggs, I think at the time was like 27 and she was like whatever. But um, she's really 40. And I just think that was amazing. So if I want to go back and look, since we're talking about 40s. Oh, does she now? I forget. Yeah, I don't remember. So um, just y'all just need to understand what's going on with the Miss Angela Bassett. Because the age, she's, she's like a vampire. She doesn't age. Oh, she does not. She doesn't age at she all. She gives so. the same energy. She is August 16th. All right, Leo's in the house. She's going to be yes. 60. Oh, she don't look nobody. 60. How old is she going to be? Oh, she was born in 58, 1958. She was born in 1958. So, if she was born in 1958, then yeah, she was exactly 40 years old when this movie came out. Wow. And he was 27. So, um, I'm definitely going to go look at her. Ah, ah, see what 40 is supposed to be like. Um, She's she, probably about to be like 61, I think. Oh, God, you guys. Probably, she looks yeah. gorgeous. She got into shape for this movie. And she was actually engaged to her now husband, Courtney B. Vance. And they had to keep pushing their wedding date back uh, because of the filming and stuff. But eventually everything worked out. This movie, you guys, is great. I think another reason why I love this movie is because when you think about Something's Gotta Give with Diane Keaton and Jack Nicholson, that's a Nancy Myers film. Right. And those films always show, you know, this beautiful amazing white people who were so accomplished and they were artists and they were writers and they were playwrights and they were just these successful rich kind of like wealthy people and their homes were beautiful and the furniture was beautiful and the art on the wall was beautiful and like their wealth wasn't even a centerpiece of the story it was just like expected that they had money like that was never an issue they weren't struggling and so you kind of get swept up into this nancy myers world with something's got to give because she wrote and directed that film I felt that way about Stella's got to get her groove back because she's this accomplished woman and she's very wealthy and it was never like the movie wasn't about her struggling. The movie wasn't about her trying to make her pay her bills. Like sometimes the way we are portrayed in film is that we're always struggling, which is definitely a reality, but it was just nice to see. Whoopi Goldberg's character, she designed window window um decorations not window decorations but like um if you go to macy's and you want to see the window displays so she was a well-known um artist in her right Mm -hmm. and she worked for department stores and she would arrange the window displays so you guys just to see these characters on screen as being well established and it wasn't about their money it was just about them having issues in love and life I love that Regina King we love you God bless you she plays Angela Bassett's sister she is hilarious in this film it is true romance you guys try if you have not seen how Stella got her groove back please take a trip back to 1998 you're gonna see how amazing this was you guys are gonna see just how glorious the chemistry was and just to know that I'm not by myself Stella and Winston were ranked number 10 in the top 25 sexiest movie couples. Oh, that's cute. So just so y'all know, when Tay Diggs found out that he got the role, because he was on Broadway doing Rent. Okay. So Tay Diggs has a theater background, and um, he streaked in the theater when he found out he got the role. He took off all his clothes and ran around the theater just to really? celebrate the fact that he won the role. And I believe for a minute he was married to the Frozen lady, the lady who sings Frozen, because she also come from a theater background. 
Um, so I think they met on the set of Rent. So anyway, please, y'all, watch this movie. It is a beautiful, beautiful love story. I'm not going to tell you what happens. <laughs> But some stuff goes down. Oh, I definitely remember it being an amazing movie. And it's just like a a well-known title. Everybody mm-hmm. knows like how Stella got her groove back. Right, and right. people make all kind of jokes about it and stuff like that. Uh-oh, Stella going to get her groove back. Right, exactly. Your mama go on a trip and don't take yes, anybody with her. Uh-oh, yes. mama going to get her groove back. Exactly. People used to say that all the time. <laughs> so that is uh, beautiful. I love it. And yeah. I love me some Angela Bassett. I know. Angela Bassett is so amazing, you guys. Like, amazing. Uh, when I was doing my research for this film, the other thing that I thought was really dope is Kevin Rodney Sullivan, who directed me in Moe's World, directed this movie. Really? So, um, I did Moe's World, which was a pilot for a TV Y'all can show. Be doing, he was doing so much stuff he don't ever be talking about. No, y'all. I don't be talking about that stuff. But it was it was pretty dope time. Um, on that television show, that's where uh, Jada Pinkett Smith was my sister. And Tisha Campbell was her best friend, Dwayne Martin. They were in a relationship as characters, and they actually got married as a result of that pilot. And uh, Epatha, Pay- Epatha Matheson, I believe was I'm saying her name right, from Law & Order. She was my mom. So, um, And Bud from The Cosby Show was my older brother, Dion. Really? So that show, we filmed the pilot and like maybe five or seven episodes. And the network didn't choose it. It was Aww. going on. For, it was supposed to be on NBC. You so, know how um, people don't realize how much that happens. Like, I know they throw out like yeah, they throw out more than shows and yeah. only like ten make it. Right, like, <laughs> right. So the the show that I happened to be cast um, in just didn't make it into um, into the network. But had it did, who knows? My life would have been different. Been it would have been great. That's what it would have been. You could have been but, um, all kind of things. You could have been on drugs. No, I just would like to. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I like to believe that I just would have an amazing <laughs> life like T and Tamara. <laughs> That's what I would like to say. But um, anyway, shout out to Kevin Rodney. So I wonder would he know me if I saw him. I'm probably. sure he would. I'm he sure he would. Remember you. He'd probably be like, "Oh my god," you know, because I don't really, I haven't really changed as far as my facial look. So, but shout out to Kevin Rodney Sullivan, who's actually been doing a lot. He's been um, doing a lot of directing stuff. So proud of him for that. He's been doing modern family and other shows and movies as well. Really? So, yeah. So that's, that's so I'm dope. glad to know that his career kept going and he's working as well. That's so super dope. But that's my fave pick. You guys, please check out how Stella got her groove back. So good to hear. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And when we get back, we get to find out the whole, you know, TV thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, baby, go ahead and start your commercial. Okay, mom. Gosh, I'm hi. I'm Skylar Bartholomew Alexis, but I don't like that, so I'm just Skylar Bartholomew. I'm selling my fresh pressed hibiscus tarragon lemonade. It's non-GMO. It's organic. It has two shots of B12 for energy and one shot of omega three, so you can stay. Have three shots of omega. Mom, I know what's in my. Stop. Okay, baby. Don't Gosh. Because I'm a fragile person. Okay. Anyway, I'm selling it on my corner, and I'm also selling it on the curb at my preteen soul cycle because the instructor said it's okay. Baby, and tell them what you're going to be selling it. Mom, can you let me sell this? I am trying. I just want to help you. I'm baby. selling it in mason jars. Yes. What kind of mason jars? Gla- glass, Mom. What else? Yeah, baby, don't talk like that to me. Well, Mom, you keep interrupting me. No. I'm currently trying to get it sold in Whole Foods, so your support would be very welcome. Please 
get it now because it's gonna go fast just like mom's stuff. Baby, tell me about your stuff. Mom, right. stop talking! Yeah, baby, when you did okay. that to me, it uh, causes my ego to become mom, fragile and I all have an altered state of reality. Mom, just stop. Pinch yourself a little bit. Now they have to do my cushion breathing and blow out all my candles. Okay, and whatever. Just go ahead and get this right now before my mom loses it. Bye. Hey, okay, everybody, we are back. Welcome. We just left Jamaica. And now we're getting ready to find out what Marcella's. What is your fave romance television show? I'm very eager to hear this. I'm so glad you asked, Ken. Um, I didn't know that you were even wondering what mine was. So I was. Just, I am. I'm telling you now. Wow. It feels so good to know that you you want to know. You know. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing <laughs> is, I was going through and I was thinking and I was wondering, like, what is my favorite romance? Because as we all know, I can be a little, little uh, anti sometimes. Anti what? Uh, life. Um, but no. Um, seriousness. What I chose, I actually used before for a must-watch. And so I am just excited to say <laughs> that my fave romance television show is Once Upon a Time. Oh. Yeah. Really? Is that the Disney show? It's the Disney show. Now, that can count as fantasy, of course. Yeah. But as we know, fantasy itself, but this show in particular uh, is just filled with romance oh my god like, over that makes sense because it's a lot of prince and princesses yes ain't nothing but love ain't nothing but love real good and choice possible happily ever afters yes um once upon a time american fantasy drama tv show okay. abc okay Went from 2011 to 2018. Okay. I caught on to it a little bit after it started, and I was hooked. Uh -huh. Because I just like a good story, and I like to, to learn things. And I was wondering one day, why do I like this show so much? Come to find out, it's created by Edward Kitsis and Adam Horowitz, who were the creators of Lost. Oh, so, okay. And writers um, on The Tron Legacy. Ah, uh, yep. Um, so, I like their storytelling. Okay. And so... Of course, I would like another show that they make. <laughs> right, right. Um, one of the main things that you will notice that is similar in Once Upon a Time and is similar in Lost, I'm not, I'm not so sure about Tron, um, is the flashbacks. Are the flashbacks. Okay, okay. They love a good flashback. Okay. And I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, like, it'll be like us talking right now and then boom, flashback somewhere else. Okay. But they don't even call them flashbacks. It's like a different name for them because the way they do it is very good okay and i think that's what keeps me in the show they did it all through lost uh -huh. but once upon a time had a different way of it being done and essentially i like their storytelling because there's literally like eight stories going on at once all being told in one episode kind of situation Ooh. and i liked to try to keep up with that yeah but anyway it's it's essentially um these people live in a fictional mm -hmm. uh city called storybrook mm -hmm. and it's in maine I like that. And uh, Emma Swan is the character who's the lead. Mm -hmm. She is a bounty hunter. Okay. Who, a, a modern bounty hunter who, you know, just tries to catch up with people who are trying to evade the law, trying to evade whatever else. Okay. Um, and she happens upon Storybrooke and happens upon all these things and finds out that she has so much more to do with it than she ever thought. Ooh. And one thing she starts to realize that she doesn't believe is that all these people are like, fictitious characters mm -hmm. from like stories she's heard um also she's an orphan 
okay. stories she's heard from fairy tales and everything. And without giving everything away, that's essentially what the show is. Okay. All these fairy tales, stories, folklore, literature, and hella Disney uh-huh. just makes it a one. Even to the point that people thought it was like a Disney show. Okay. Not necessarily a Disney show, but it was on ABC. Disney owns ABC. So okay. Disney probably was like, cool. Right, right, right. Um, There are... So many characters in this show, and I'm not even playing with you. I'm going to give you some. Okay. Okay? You got the evil queen, uh-huh. who is the evil queen from Snow White. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to try to tell you how some of them are connected. Okay. You got the evil queen. You got Maleficent. You got Prince Charming. You got Snow White, Rumpelstiltskin, Bale, Encha- the Enchanted Forest. It's not a character's place, but uh-huh. Captain Hook, Cinderella, Queen of Hearts, Peter Pan, Wicked Witch of the West from Oz. Uh-huh. You got Frozen. Which I was not happy that that was in there. Uh-huh. I feel like they put it in there just because everybody starts to like Frozen. Right, right. How she get to make it with all these historical? Anyway, moving right, on. right, right, right. Uh, Corella Deville, Ursula, Merlin, uh-huh. Hades. Funny story: Ursula was black in the show. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. So, okay, <laughs> you got plenty more characters who I have not even mentioned. And the really, really cool thing is when these characters started, they already were told and they knew that they were going to have to play more than one character. Okay. Now, not all of them end up doing it, but yeah. And you get some of them playing a character in the fairy tale land mm-hmm. and then some of them playing in the real world. Okay. Quote unquote. And it, it, it is just crazy. But the fun part about that too is the evil queen somehow turns nice at some point. Mm-hmm. She's also the adopted mother of Henry. Mm-hmm. Henry is the son of the main character, the biological son of the main character, who's the grandson of Snow White and Prince Charming who it Prince Charming has a twin brother and all these people are just connected and related okay. which isn't like that in real life right and he's also the main character's son is also somehow the grandson of Rumpelstiltskin oh. um you got all these dating situations going on mm-hmm. so Belle ain't with the beast no more uh-huh. but instead her beast is Rumpelstiltskin oh Belle and Rumpelstiltskin are together uh you got just all these different random connections, okay, which they somehow make make sense. I see, and I see. everybody is connected. And one other fun fact is, a part of this show is that the evil queen had made it to where they were living in Storybrooke. She put a spell on the town, and for twenty eight years they lived in a constant loop and didn't know. Okay, and never realized that they didn't age or nothing. Twenty eight years, everybody was the same age, same everything, and the main oh. character comes and breaks that. You know, oh, wow. So. That is just something about it. Other fun for facts is um, which I would that not able to age for twenty eight years. Right. Other fun facts is this show has like random guest stars. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of characters on the show, so you get a lot of people from other shows. Okay. Who you're like, oh, they acted on this show too. You uh-huh. know, whatever. Each season goes into this different world. You had a whole like Neverland world. You got whatever. There was a spinoff. It was called Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. Oh. They were trying to do, even though there was a character from Wonderland on the first series, Mm -hmm. on this spinoff, they tried to do a whole, like, this is all a a take on Wonderland. Mm -hmm. It only lasted for one season, 13 episodes. Oh. Because it was kind of like. It wasn't good? Yeah, don't do that no more. Okay. And. (laughs) Okay. It, um, it, I don't know. It's just really a good show. It went to its seventh season, which it was final season, and in that the main character's son is older, mm-hmm. and he is now the main character, and he goes about his way in a new city and all this. But I guess people was like, nah, uh-huh. so it ended. So 
that's the show. But I think it it is still a great show. Uh-huh. It has a lot of character development, a lot of different things going on. You root for some people. You root for people you didn't think you would root for. Mm-hmm. It's a great show. I remember seeing some of those advertisements. I think when they were going to introduce a new character or maybe it was somebody talking about, oh, did you know so-and-so was on Once Upon a Time? I, I wanted to get into the show. I think I watched maybe the first two episodes and then I got I kind of like fell off. It's a lot to it. You have to really be into just corniness. Okay. To, even Mulan showed up on there. Okay. Like and okay. the corniness, um, it's like you have to accept it because you like fairy tale type thing. Like okay, you know the uh, no shade, but the adults who really love Disney. Yeah. It's like you gotta just be like, oh, okay. That's what I think it is. I think this is like a great show for people that are super Disney fans. Yeah, because you know. I think I got into it because I love the randomness mm-hmm. and the story going back and mm-hmm. whatever. But the whole fantastical element yeah. was more of just like, okay, that's just a part of the show. Like, all you right, know? okay, all right then. But, but they was all everybody was just okay. Yeah, I I'm I'm not gonna go probably watch it. Right, but hey, I don't blame <laughs> you. <laughs> I just want to say that. <laughs> but I'm really glad to know that was your pick. And to anybody else who was a fan of Once Upon a Time, I get it. I get it. It worked for the whole romance thing, mm-hmm. to which we all know I didn't love. Mm-hmm. So for for that, I liked. Like, oh, okay, you mm-hmm. know, everybody was falling in love with everybody. No, that there was just a lot of like lovey dovey couple oh, okay. situation. Okay. okay, I'm saying for me to. Like the show, I was like, oh, okay, romance. I cool. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's like you're not really about that, but for, yeah, okay, I got you. Well, you know what? There, here's hoping that one day, one day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Uh, that was Marcellus's pick. That was. We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna be right back with our must watch, and maybe an honorable mention or two. My name is. Patty Penelope and I transform children into world-renowned dancers. That's what I'm known for. I have the best dance studio in California. Everybody wants to be there, so I'm giving you a personal invite. Bring your kids. I'm going to let them in. All I ask is that your payments go through. I even have a parent to tell you about it right now. Hi, I'm Marsha West. My daughter is Dubai West. All I can tell you is that she has made a complete 360. Her confidence used to be zero. Now she's a hero. She actually looks me and my husband in the eye when she talks to us. (laughs) Thanks, Patty. That's right. Little Dubai was pigeon-toed, and I fixed it for her. I want everyone to know that this is the best dance studio in California. And listen, I want you to know now, I love you guys, but I have no time for your kids. (laughs) Hey, you guys shut up, okay? You're not going to get the trophies dancing like that. I have no time for your kids' bullshit. I want them to be amazing. Here's one more parent to tell you about it. Dina Lee Covington here, and uh, my baby's Ambrosia Covington. Listen, I am a little worried because my baby's hair is falling out. I think it's due to the stress. However, my baby has juvenile diabetes, and doctor says I should keep her in some type of physical activity. So we're going to keep her here at the... Oh, God, she's approaching me with a stick. Do you guys think you're going to beat Blessed Move Studio dancing like that? Listen, just because I hit your children does not mean I don't love them. Anyway, I always make sure to treat your kids with respect because I respect them. All I want you to know is we're in Burbank, 425 North Burbank Ave. I need you guys there. Will I see you? I hope so. Come on down. (laughs) Shut up and dance. Welcome back. Welcome back. 
Um, this is we a good here. part of the show where Ken reveals his deepest, darkest secrets. Go. There was a time when we were on a cruise and I pushed somebody. Okay. What we're going to do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, because I don't want nobody listening to this and they're trying to arrest me for something I didn't do. I would like to tell you guys that this must watch. Ah. Uh, I have so many feelings right now because you let me take y'all back. It was 1996, which meant I was in 11th grade. I was a high school, high school, -er. and y'all know how it is when y'all in 11th grade, okay? You know how everything was so heightened. Love was, ain't no love like high school love, okay? It was like they, that person, whoever you were in love with, you would just couldn't get off the phone with them. You remember when you'd be on the phone with somebody, like, you go to bed, you go to bed, I'm not sleeping, you sleep, I'm not sleeping, you sleep. That intense love, right? And the whole world is just, everything, the stakes are so high when they really not that high. Well, this next movie only made that more the reality for us because I'm talking about Romeo and Juliet. Wow. The remake from 1996. If you want to talk about a movie where the chemistry was amazing, the soundtrack was amazing, the cinematography was amazing, the casting was flawless, you've got to go back and watch this version of Romeo and Juliet. Have you seen this movie, Marcellus? Have you seen more Romeo and Juliet? The remake? With Leonardo DiCaprio oh, and yes, Claire yes, Danes? Yes, 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 yes. This movie was so dope because we all know this is based off the famous play with Shakespeare himself. I love it because it's a modern movie, but it's all the original dialogue from the play. Oh, so if ever you were confused, and I've been to a Shakespeare play, and shout out to Jose Cain. We were sitting there, we were like, okay, okay, okay. We we like you. It takes a while for your ears mm. to get used to all of the new language, but once you get into it, it's good. So it's the same thing with this movie, but the visuals and all that help. John Leguizamo was in this movie, you guys. Brian Dehaney was in this movie from uh, from Cocoon. We, uh, Jamie Kennedy was in this movie. Mm -hmm. Ant Man himself, Paul Rudd was in this movie. There's a lot of cool people that were in this film. I just would like to say that. Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes were the it couple of 1996. They were. Uh, they were so freaking amazing. Claire Danes and I are the same age. Leo's a little bit older than me. But this teenage angst. Leo plays teenage angst so well back in the day, y'all. It was great. This is the same guy who directed uh, the remake of The Great Gatsby, starring Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, yeah, that was uh, good. Baz Luhrmann. So, please, you guys, go back, if you haven't taken the time, to see this 90s classic, Leonardo and Nicole Danes. Oh, my God. I remember there's this one part where they're at the party when they first meet each other. Mm -hmm. And I got to see which eye to look at. And um, when Leonardo and Claire Danes meet each other, and they're in this large fish tank. And then, what's her name? Starts singing. I am loving you. You remember that song? You remember how that goes? You remember that song? You remember how to write that? Write it right. 
Why are you not saying that then, though? Listen, I love this movie, and I know what song you're talking about, and I will not have you disrespect the soundtrack. I'm going to move on to your next point. <laughs> First of all, producer Brandon, that was everything of yeah, how it was supposed was to be. That was you at 110%. Absolutely. <laughs> Bring it back down to second, that, that's how you remember it. I am not going to stand here for this. That I'm not song stand here for this. was that everything. Song was and the way I just did it was gorgeous, ladies and gentlemen. And if you will do yourself a favor, I am not going to say that I'm as good as her, but I was very damn near close. And if you all could please, if you all could please take some time to go see this film. It was a great movie. The soundtrack is gorgeous. It's like silk pajamas. Please, you guys. And I'm going to just tell you my honorable mention. I've talked about this movie before. Notting Hill with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts. Oh, my God. Good I love that movie. Good choice. Go, I can watch that movie. That's one of the movies I can watch anytime. It was the, if we still had cable. We would come on and we'd watch it. That's all I have to say, everybody. That's very good. Oh, God. I'm, my heart is beating right now when I think about that scene in the aquarium. Mm. Well... Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> Forbidden love For my must watch <laughs> Please stop <laughs> uh, For my, my my must watch I am going to go to another movie that I have <laughs> Spoke about before hating on me. As a must watch before And as a fave before That's how much I think this fits into this category Oh no you doubling down I am doubling down um, you cannot think romance and not think The Vampire Diaries. Oh, it is a teen romance wow. just drama. That is a very good pick for romance. Cause I think it's more romance than it is vampire. Them folks are in love, in with each other. Vampirism love. takes a back seat. It takes a whole back. Them folks but listen, passionate. I have already spoken on it before, so all I'm going to add new to it is that it was great. What's the name? What's the name? <laughs> Eric and Diane? No. Huh? That wasn't the names of the characters? You know what? You and just... again, I'm going to need you to stop disrespecting. <laughs> oh, dang. Y'all got Elaine. me. Elaine. Uh, Elena. Elaine. Oh, well. <laughs> Elena. Oh. <laughs> this is branded shit. Elena, Stefan, and Damon. Ah, I was close. Let me tell you something. Those characters were so enmeshed with one another. And I didn't watch Vampire wait, Diaries, Here you goes guys. the fun part. Something just came up two days ago. I was looking on my Google thing. And uh, the character who plays Stefan, I forget his name now. Mm -hmm. Paul Wesley mm -hmm. and Nina Dobrev, who plays Elena. Mm -hmm. Paul Wesley had basically said that it was really a struggle for him to work with Nina on set. In yeah, Nina Dobrev. Elena. Oh. <laughs> like they clashed a lot on set. Oh. Which is very interesting. I mean, so you sad. never know. It's always two sides to a story. But yeah. It was just interesting to hear, like, wow. Because they are like. Guess they're not hanging so out no sweet. more. Y'all should go to a Vampire Diaries convention. I would. Because the way you guys love it. So I'm sure there's a convention out there somewhere in Westbrook, I Wyoming. Y'all should go. Westbrook, Wyoming. Yes. <laughs> um, I just loved, though, just the romance that was in the uh show mm -hmm. because it was so much kind of high school drama every character and the friends they all had a lover mm -hmm. and that lover switched to somebody else mm -hmm. between the shows it was like it was very romance and very mm -hmm. and then not to mention of course like i said before it's a cw so everybody's fucking beautiful yes and then gorgeous the They're crazy part gorgeous. about it though i always say 
I love the whole situation between her and Stefan, but mm-hmm. I really loved her and Damon. Okay. I wanted her to be with the bad boy. I I supported it. Uh-huh. I didn't want her to be with the good guy. I wanted her to be with the bad boy. Uh-huh. Only because, only because the you bad guy, though that too, only because the bad one is Damon, who is Ian Summerhelder, and I think he is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Mm. If he was played by anybody else, I well, a few other people. But he wins. <laughs> but he no, wins. that is my must watch. If heart. you have never seen Vampire Diaries, please take it upon yourself to go and watch it. It's really I would it. go I back a, and watch that. I, I had would. a friend who was like, I'm not watching that. I don't want to watch it. I was like, just watch it. He was stuck. I was like, see, it's a yeah. good, it's, you just got to get into it. I would it. walk in the living room, producer Brandon and him, would not, he wouldn't be moving. I said, ooh, ooh. Vampire Diaries is on. It's a good uh, How many seasons was it? Hella. I can't. Oh. I don't know. But what I will tell you is, it was one of those shows that had long seasons. Oh, okay. CW did that thing. Okay. With long ass seasons. Yeah, because there's a show called The 100. And I yeah. swear to God, I was following that first season and I was deep into episode 15. Something happened where I didn't have cable or didn't have a Netflix account or whatever. Something happened. And when I came back to find it on Netflix, they're on like episode 500. I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. What in the world? Last thing I remember about the hundred is they fell off and hit Earth. Like I, the parents was up in the spaceship. They had launched all the teenagers down to the planet. <laughs> it was a mess. <laughs> Them adults was a mess. They Listen, got rid of all the teenagers. Forget y'all. And I cannot tell you how much I loved it because it reminded me of Lord of the Flies, mm-hmm. where you just kind of left the kids to fight for themselves. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Don't y'all ever see Lord of the Flies. It is depressing. You will definitely take your life. So are you ready for the remake? They're doing a remake of Lord of the Flies? Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm not going to see that. I seriously am not going to see that. It left me feeling very low emotionally. I cannot deal with that. They were like these boys that were at all-boys school. If you Mm -hmm. guys haven't heard about Lord of the Flies, sorry, derail, detail, derail, detail, derail, detail. These boys bust playing something crashes. They end up on some island. And the alpha male toxic masculinity starts to flow. And y'all know how boys are. You, The alpha male takes charge and the weakest will not survive. Not at all. I can't tell you what happens because I don't want to at least take that away from your experience. But let's just say I remember watching Lord of the Flies in school. Now, they didn't want us to read Catcher in the Rye, but they could let us watch Lord of the Flies. I was done. I was like, this is the most depressing. There's no way I'm going to seventh period now. I can't. I wasn't even intact emotionally. The first time we watched, we had to watch the movie in two parts. So the first part, I was like, okay, this is very sad. But by the time we get to the third final act, I was done. That's very interesting. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I'm not really trying to see Lord of the Flies. I love that you inserted that into my turn. You're welcome. Um, so back to um, <laughs> Vampire you Diaries. You was done. You was done. Don't act like you I, was at the beginning. You said, okay, that's all. I wasn't done. I have one you more know thing to what? add. I have one more thing you to add. You said, that's all I had to say. I have the show was great. I have one more thing to add. Ooh, Can I, I add wait it? to listen to this episode. Go ahead, add it. Can I add it? Go ahead, add it. You could probably going to cut me out. Anyway. That's all. You're going to cut it. You know what? So the P and Pisces stand for petty. Y'all heard it today. <laughs> I used to tell him all, all the time, the P in Pisces stands for petty. Yeah. I thought we was going to be able to go one whole show without him being petty, and yeah. he, he couldn't do it. And then what did he say? I've been so nice to you because it's your birthday season. I told y'all it was a lie. Uh-huh. A lie. 
a lie. Lio. Leo. It sounds so close. Leo. Lio. Just like Psychotic. you. Psychotic. Pisces. <laughs> they <laughs> rhyme. Not, nope. It you don't see, rhyme. Did y'all hear that? You, look, you didn't learn that in kindergarten. Delusion, not a rhyme. No. Pisces. <laughs> y'all see how that rhyme? <laughs> and it's not delusional. It's phenomenal. Thank you. Phenomenal woman I am. Yes. That's what you can you for please phenomenal tell us woman. where we can find you on Instagram. Well, we know where we can find you where? at blackwoman.com. No, no. You can find you me. You can find me at back page. You back back door. <laughs> back page. Back black bottom. <laughs> My name is Kenneth Brown and you can find me on Instagram at kenbrown 79 I'm going to change it soon. And if you guys please follow me, I'm trying to have 800 followers by my birthday. I had 800 and somebody jumped ship. And so I'm back down to seven ninety nine. Please, somebody follow me. It might be too late by the time this episode airs. I hope you make it. But please, <laughs> if somebody can go on. I just wanted 800 followers because I was born August, which is the 8th month. On the 8th, August 8th, I just wanted 800 followers by my 40th birthday. Thank you. I really, I'm, I'm believing God for you. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh, I'm hungry. My name <laughs> on Instagram is Marcellus underscore kid. Oh, Lord. And you can find us at My Fave Podcast. Amen. Go on there and wish Kenneth a happy birthday when it's, it is his birthday. Thank you, Lord. He needs the love. God bless you. Is there anything else you want to add? No. You don't got more stories? You are petty as hell. Got it. Petty man. Hasta la pasta. Bye, liar. <laughs> <laughs>